Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And today I'd like to answer the question whether or not stress is a good thing at work. Because successful finance professionals have to be able to support effective decision making in stressful scenarios. And particularly in the present day with the progress of technology, changing business models, you throw in a pandemic that for most of us we've never really managed through anything like that in finance and accounting since probably the Spanish flu on a worldwide scale. Although we did have one guest mentor on the show who talked about how they dealt with the impact of an epidemic impacting where they were living. But you see, in most stressful scenarios, a lot of people will tend to do counterproductive things and not be at their best selves. When people are stressed at work, that might mean they're working Uh, more slowly than usual they might not be working at all completely disengaged or on the other hand being overly aggressive and abusive to others and the thing is if we can understand and and deal with and manage stress at work and avoid all those things that make us counterproductive then we have a better chance of becoming more influential and impactful as a finance professional now From what I understand about stress, it's something that we can't make it go away. And even if we could, it's not going to be a good thing because to grow, we need challenges. What some people call eustress, it's actually a good type of stress and it helps us grow. So what are we to do? Well, in researching the answer for this episode, I came across a behavioral scientist called Lisa Penny. And she's made her career around studying stress. And her point is that your thoughts, your immediate thoughts, can't always be trusted. Uh, And she wasn't talking about, say, the movie you saw last night or your memories from earlier in your career or perhaps when you were a seven-year-old, but more the fundamental assumptions you make about your world that that you work in uh, and also how you experience that world, the people in it, as well as yourself. Those thoughts, they can't always be trusted. And then she shares a few examples. Some of you might have seen the orange dot in between multiple circles and you're asked to see which dot is larger than the other one. And actually the dots, the orange dots are the same size. It's just the way our brains perceive it um, makes us think that one might be bigger than the other one. Or the one that I've talked about on the Monday Memo before, which is that gorilla suit experiment where you had three people wearing black outfits, three wearing white outfits, playing basketball together, and researchers told the basketball players to count how many times the balls passed between the people of different colours. And after the exercise, they were asked, did anything unusual happen? Only half the people spotted that while people were passing the basketball to each other, that someone in a gorilla suit walked and danced right in between them. Under stress... We can miss things and it's a bit like the old saying, we need to be careful of our thoughts because our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions and those actions come to define what our character, destiny and legacy are. So it's definitely not helpful for finance professionals under stress to be seeing things that aren't there or missing things that are perhaps in plain sight, particularly when we're looking at reams and numbers. And uh, particularly, we don't want to develop a reputation for being the person who misses things or sees things who isn't there, that aren't there. I could get into why this happens. And again, we've talked about this on the show before. It's that difference between the fast and the slow brain. I think we mentioned 
Uh, Daniel Kahneman, a lot of our guest mentors actually recommend reading his book Fast and Slow. But essentially, we've got a brain that that operates in two key ways. One, it's the fast-focusing part. looks and considers only a few variables, simplifies things, makes quick decisions. And then you've got the slow brain, which thinks a bit more critically, takes a bit longer. We're making those sort of connections and neural pathways. uh, But that's how we learn. And most of our decisions are 90% fast. Uh, They're an effect on autopilot because thinking things through is actually quite taxing. It consumes a lot of energy. And if you think about, for those of us that started learning new skills, whether it was when we started in finance or perhaps driving a car, we tended to practice on lower risk things on quieter streets. And over time, as our skills improved, what we did became a bit more automatic uh, and for those of us that still commute to the office, sometimes we can't even remember our journey in. It's just like we are on autopilot. And the problem is, happens when you've got the fast brain that's very useful when dealing with run-of-the-mill stuff based on past experiences. But when we're presented with a new scenarios, particularly like a lot of the things thrown up during the recent pandemic, it puts us under stress. It, it pushes us outside of our comfort zone. And it's not unique to one person. It's a problem for all of us. Because the world we live in is changing fast, it's changing in ways we don't fully understand, particularly given the amount of information that gets bombarded us every day, very easy to feel overwhelmed. And our brains, it's quite natural to feel as if they're under attack. And when that happens, our sort of old brain, reptilian brain takes over and our our thinking prefrontal cortex switches off. We miss a load of information and we see things that aren't really there. So what do we we do when we act on these counterproductive thoughts? So back to the, the advice from Lisa Penny, it's one is not really to trust those thoughts, but it's, it's, it's also to be more careful about them. And she outlines three steps we can take. The first one is just awareness of our brain's preference for these fast thoughts. Uh, knowledge is is half the battle I think as the saying goes the second step then is to catch ourselves if we're telling familiar stories particularly when we see a forecast behaving the way we expected or trying to pull off an old routine we're used to and once we notice ourselves um, telling ourselves that story we need to first breathe deeply and I can't um, overstate this enough It's, it's that breathing deeply just holding in a breath for a few seconds actually allows you to reboot your brain how many times of us at work had a bit of a frozen screen with excel or our laptops and we just uh, reboot it and things are working properly again unless they should we're human beings we're not exactly technology but that similar reboot process works very well for us and then the final step is to be curious i think a lot of our guest mentors mention this together is that curiosity is key to being successful in finance and questioning what evidence do I have that's making me think that way are there any other stories that might make sense particularly if someone sends a bit of a strange email there might be a reason behind that catch yourself telling yourself familiar stories and sometimes offer a pre-mortem you know asking the counterintuitive question as to if this went really wrong what sort of things could happen to make it go really wrong forces you to to slow down and think things through and this will help us uh, be more effective in challenging times and yes it will make us feel more comfortable but if we can catch ourselves 
This is simply another tool in our toolbox that helps us be more effective in these stressful situations we find ourselves at work. And that's why we invite guest mentors onto the Strength in the Numbers show to share with you how they've successfully dealt with stress at work and where they've perhaps not been as successful as they would have hoped and what they did about it and sort of the tools and tricks they use to make sure that they're more effective into the future. So look, hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, we really appreciate it when you recommend the show to your friends and colleagues on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music. And as always, we really appreciate investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers. Bye.